Hey guys, it's uh, D-Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. We know you're listening. Like I said, we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, it's just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new help listeners. The algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So if you can go to Apple iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a – you don't even have to write a review. Just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it. And keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Taxes. We are here to. Uh, I'm in a great mood because this will be the last podcast we do while it's tax season. So next week, my countenance will be even brighter than what it is today. Next week, you're countenance. I think I just had a stroke, Adam. Can you say that again? No, I'm not going to redo it over. Next week, my countenance. There we go. Will be greater than what it is today. My hearing came back and my stroke has been cleared. Something like that. Yeah, so we're, uh, like I said, this is podcast here to learn about uh, filing your taxes. If you haven't done it yet, yeah, you're that kind of a person. It's time to do it if you haven't done it. And uh, if you're selling things on eBay or wherever on the internet, I guess you can sell them. We're all for reselling, whether you're doing it out of your trunk, uh, doing a yard sale, doing a flea market. We talk a lot about eBay. Maybe you're on Macari, Poshmark, Depop, Craigslist. Thread Up. Thread Up, Facebook Marketplace. Bonanza. Etc. Yes. I could keep going. There, there's several out there. I didn't even say Macari yet. You did say Macari. Well, not new Macari. Well, your, your stroke must really be hurting you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of getting that summertime feeling. You know what? It's kind of summer. We've been trapped in. Uh, I just have that. I just need to go somewhere and do something. That's that's where I'm feeling. So my mind's kind of going over a bunch of different things we got going on. So this is going to be a fun podcast. If nothing else, you'll have... Uh, me telling Adam he said things wrong, me saying things two times in a row, <laughs> pretend like I didn't say it. And at the end of the show, we'll say there's two things in life that are for certain, and you can go on about your day. But That's we, pretty, works. we appreciate everyone listening. And uh, Adam, I came in and you said a lot of cards have been selling. Oh, man. I've been, uh, I've been trying to broaden my eBay horizons and uh, my selling horizons and get a little more uh, notched into it. Uh, so if you're new to the podcast, like we talk about selling stuff online. Um, I started a while ago with my wife and kids. Uh, found random stuff at the thrift stores. Um, you know, made made some good money at it. Uh, found a lot of stuff, um, t-shirts, you know, other stuff. But I'm like, eh, not real excited about it. You know, we we're making fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars an item, which is really good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's really good. I'll do that all day, every day, yes. if possible. And uh, the listing part really kind of got 
cumbersome. I mean, it's like you, everybody likes to buy, but listening is kind of one of those things. So I have a quite the death pile in another office in here. Well, here's the thing. You need to listen to a podcast like Death Piles and Taxes while you list. And we can be your companions while you do that. Well, I've been a little busy. Or, or buck up by the cell hound and just have them do it for you. I know. It's, uh, I've been a little busy. I've had a lot of things going, which everybody has excuses. I mean, I have a... What about them kids' years? You got that one newborn not doing much at all. I, I, well, I'd like to see them. I, I don't see them. Well, if they list your stuff for you, then you can come home and just spend time with them. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Full of excuses, which we all have. And we oh, all I, haven't got, I haven't got to my list yet of excuses. Go ahead. <laughs> so... Really got into that. Um, I've been getting more into cards because, like I said, it's more something that I enjoy. Selling sports cards kind of really has been my thing. But my wife and our other, we have a store with a bunch of random items, very, very random. Um, you know, we've done well. We sold a couple thousand dollars on there. It's been fun. Um, but I finally bucked the trend and I got my own eBay store today. For all of my card stuff. Adam's got his own uh, store. My own store. You had an account going. I've always had an account, but I never had a store. So you decided to make it official. Made it official because I wanted to get into the Terapeak, which is the um, research engine. So if you haven't done it... Which everyone gets now. It doesn't matter what store level. That was one of the things, I think, with the Spring Seller Hub. Or I'm reading your Seller Hub. That's where I'm at, Adam. I'm reading your screen saying Spring Seller Hub. The Spring Seller Update... Um, one of the things that was discussed is... You had to be the basic store. I think everyone gets it now. I, well, I, I don't believe you're... I, well, we'll look at it. because no, right, I could be the cheapest one. Jimmy Cheapy Pants. So, anyway, so I'm in the Terapeak, like, looking, kind of drilling. If you haven't looked at it, I've looked at it in the past with Derek, but I never really dove into it. We had it in the other store, but again, I didn't really, you know, look into it. Now I'm looking to see... Give you a lot better research on what's selling, how much it's selling for... Is it going on uh, an auction, a fixed price? All of these things that really help you better know how to price your things. Because I've been listing a lot, Derek. I've been listing a lot of cards. I'm almost over 100 items in nice. the store now. Nice. Between you and the legend, you've been uh, outpacing, outpacing me. I've got another 150 here to list. I'm gonna, I am going to get... A lot more in there because I got to start selling so I can make the the D Roy type. Well, that's and then and to justify the spending, right? So we all love to go and spend. We all like to do. I'm I'm the same boat. That's the fun part. You go on this hunt and you find that whether it's that rookie card or that concert T-shirt or whatever item that you're after, and you're like, hey, I found it. I brought it home. It's now in the garage or in the room or whatever. If you don't start listing that stuff, it just starts piling up, and and you get the credit card bills or whatever. Um, you need to start selling so that you can go on that hunt again. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Or else uh, you become a fire hazard and the kids don't come over and see you no more. They think that, you know, daddy's went a little crazy. So, Yeah, so it's been really fun. Like I said, I, I, I was wanted to get more into that. As I got more items listed, I wanted to make sure I had uh, um, a little, you know, a little more organization. So uh, if you're interested, it's called Death Piles and Taxes. That's the store name. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think there's a copyright infringement now. I believe I own the copyright, so therefore... Well, we'll have to go to the trademark office and see who filed first. I believe I did. Well, we'll see. Well, I'll I guess I'll apply out the court of law. I'll get my patent attorney. He this, take your this, patent might attorney. Get, this might get a little interesting in the coming weeks. So, I, anyways, I yeah, that's a great name. I decided to get in there and really try to, to dive into more of the nuts and bolts, and I'm excited to start. Uh, I'm gonna change my name to original. Use <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny Lingo story. You can't go changing your name. Oh, you can. That's the good thing about eBay. Well, I've already done it first. Well, not if it says 
the new, <laughs> new. first, the real, the real death files. <laughs> that's, that's what you do on the Twitter, right? The real death files of taxes. Well, that's what I've been doing. Like I said, just uh, working on some listing stuff, trying to get my uh, store lined up so I can, uh, you know, start making more money. Hey, that's the goal, and hopefully, I mean, using that therapy, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's a tool that's not utilized nearly enough. Um, like I'm saying, you can dive deep into the research and see what things, I mean, you can just look and see... Yeah. With with a name, what sells? I mean, perfect, perfect example. Justin Herbert. He's the quarterback for the Chargers. Um, I've got a lot of his cards. I'm trying to figure out pricing and things. I just threw in his name, and <clears throat> this just talks about sold from April 12th through May um, 11th, so a 30-day window. It pulls it up. It says the average price sold is $157. It says the average shipping price. 24% of the items are free shipping. The total number of sold sell through rates, total sellers. In uh, you can have you can you see the screen? Uh, it's kind of an angle, but I can see. Did basically. you see the number? Well, I mean, I had that stroke, so I'm just smelling the. Uh, I'm just smelling toast right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was one. There's zero. I don't there's a lot of zeros. There's been over ten million dollars worth of items sold with the name Justin Herbert in it in the last thirty days. So that just kind of gives you a better idea of, like, what are you looking for or, or what items might you be on the lookout for, and that's one that I just... Yeah, that's a good thing. Research. Before you go uh, sourcing your stuff, too, I mean, you can, you can look it up and say, okay, I think this is going to be popular, I think this is going, you can kind of spot a trend, or if you think you're ahead of the trend, you can kind of uh, price out, see where you're at. Which I am. I'm well above the curve. I've got a whole bunch of my WNBA cards that I was... Early, early on, got all these graded ones back, and I've got them up and listed. There aren't a lot of them sold, which is not necessarily a good or bad thing, but it's because there aren't a lot that are, are graded. So that's what's the difference. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, uh, it's fast nickel, slow dime. We talk about it from occasion. You hear about it on other, you know, Facebook groups or other podcasts or anything like that. I've always been more of the slow dime. I mean, if you want to be a fast nickel, that's fine. Uh, I sold a wrestling card earlier today. I sent it off to Adam and, and Painter, the, the pitcher. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a good card. It was a PSA 9, uh, $250 for this rookie card. But like Adam's saying, it was probably up for a few months, um, if not longer. I don't know about you, but I'm not about the uh, slow nickel. I'm about the uh, the slow $100 bill, y'all. Adam's about that. I'm going to tell you the rest of my story now. Sorry. So... <laughs> So I, I, you know, put it up there, and I had offers, and I had some, some low-ball offers, and I had different things, and, you know, after a couple months, you kind of get thinking, well, maybe, am I, am I wrong here? Did I price it wrong? And, and then just random random day-to-day, ka-ching, look down in the afternoon, and, you know, $250 in the wallet. So you got to be confident with what you're selling. you got to know what you have. Um, you're just waiting for, so the way I see it, we're just waiting for that one person to come you know, there might be a handful. If you're lucky, there's two or three people looking for it. They're going to fight over it or, or more. But really, I'm just waiting for that one person who collects this one thing to come in and look for it. And I know there's not many out there. This card was a Population 7 that was uh, graded. Oh, that card. So there was only seven of them in existence that had been graded. Um, I was buying up a bunch of the Raws. I know our, our buddy Painter was buying up a bunch of the Raw cards, too. So hopefully in the future we'll have more of those. But, okay, I know there's seven that exist. I know I have one of one of them. So I'm waiting for the right person to come along. And when they try to negotiate with you, I mean, I had this happen the other day with a, with a different item. So why does this cost so much? 
I said, well, because it's the price that I valued it at. Well, how come it's so valuable? And it was a card. I said, well, because it's graded. It's graded at this, you know, number. And the population is, I think it was three or something. So it's in this condition, and there's only three of them that exist. Oh, okay. Well, how do you get that number? I'm like, well, basically, I just pulled it out of thin air, and I put it there. But that's not what I said. <laughs> I said, well, you know, that's, that's uh, kind of what they were going for. I'm not a lot out there. I'm, I'm open to offers is usually what I'll say. I'm open to realistic offers. And I don't remember if that sold or not. It probably didn't or would have remembered. But, you know, you can get people like that. But I'm waiting for that right person that's going to come along and say, oh, there's only a few of those graded. I can't find that card anywhere. I need it for my collection. Boy, that seems a little steep. But they're either going to pay it or make an offer, right? So, or, or you know. When you have one of, you know, one of a few or there's no, when it's the only one available, like, you either buy it or you don't. That's so, I mean, so the WNBA might not have a mass market. We might hear it and laugh or giggle or, or whatever or think, well, you know, there's whatever. Um, but the point of the story is there are there's a fan base there. And whether it's it's not 20,000 going to arena, but even if it's two or 3,000 going to arena, I don't know what the WNBA crowds are like. But of that, there's some fanatics. There's people that are fans of these people, of these players, that follow these players. And you find the right player with the right card. Okay, so it's not twenty thousand people looking for this card. It's three hundred. Does that does that really matter? There's still a built-in market there. It's going to be a little slower to sell, but when it does go to sell, it's going to sell for a good price because yes. you're the only one there. Yep. So, needless to say, if Adam had that card up for thirty dollars or three hundred dollars, it's that same person's going to find it when that person's looking for it. So, the price doesn't really matter as much as a lot of people think. Sure, you have to be price sensitive, and if you have competition. You have to be a little more flexible or a little more competitive that way. But for the most part, this person's going to come and find the card, whether it was thirty or three hundred. They're just looking for that card, so they'd be more than happy if it's thirty dollars. But they're going to pay the three hundred because that's the card they want anyway. So, yeah, that's, that's so don't don't sell yourself short. I know a lot of times we get there, we're like, man, I get this stuff moving. I'm starting to hoard up stuff. If Derek came over. He couldn't sit in my my living room. You know, you can organize, you can do things better, and sometimes you're done with stuff and you just want to put it on sale and move it. I get that. But don't sell yourself too short on a lot of your items because the right person will come, and you you don't want to be the guy that takes the 30 over the 300 because it's the same amount of time, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in the long run. It is the same amount of time. It's as long as it is short, Adam. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep, you're right. As long as it is short. That's what I've heard before. Uh, okay. In different circumstances. I don't know what that means. So no, it is tax time. Said so this is the last. Uh, if you're filing an extension, that's great. Again, I always say it. There's only an extension on uh, filing your taxes, not on paying your taxes. If you owe money, it is due on Monday, which I'm glad I said it because I haven't paid mine yet. So I better write that down. You best get on that. I better make sure I do. You want me the accountant on the news, the guy arrested for not paying his taxes. Uh, that's not going to happen. That's again. bad for business. Not going to happen again. Again. <laughs> so, no, that that's, uh, you know, your little reminder. Um, but like I said, it, it is. It's, I'm really excited because we got some good things going on. i uh, got some eBay stuff going on. The, the wheelchair stuff is going nuts. So, um, hopefully, kind of a little vacation. What's the big, uh, when's the big commercials coming out? Man, I tell you what, corporate America just doesn't get it. Like, we have this TikTok channel. We're able to go on and make a video, and within, you know, a couple hours, people are seeing it. Like, we have to send it to corporate office, and then corporate has to get an approval, and then they, they 
when we originally shot it, they says, do what you want, and then they're like, oh, well, we wish that you would have done some more explaining about where you were at and what you were doing instead of, well, why don't you tell us that the first time instead of driving four hours to go there and do it, and, and then, so we're waiting. We're waiting on, on, on a couple approvals before we can get those up. Hurry up and wait, is what you're saying. Yes, they're all like, can you do that now? And, yes. And then there's done, and okay. I was just curious. You brought up a few episodes ago. I was... I wanted to know what the process, how, how we were. I'm excited to see that do merchandise. Yeah, so some, some Dooski, um, our, your, your Twitter buddy, uh, Gary B, had his uh, auction going on right now for uh, B-Friends. He made all kinds of... B-Friends? Uh, B-Friends, yes. Like a, a, a digital card. Like a Valentine's NFT, card? Pretty much, yes. Glorified, uh, glorified thank you card that cost a lot of money, a lot of ether. So you haven't you haven't been uh, bidding on those? No, I don't have that much ETH in my wallet. Well, you can get it. Just make a couple transfers. Yeah, but the problem it's like four G's for one ETH, and uh, I don't have that kind of money to be spending on a, a virtual thank you card. I, I, I don't <laughs> even know. There's more ETH than bees there than I've ever heard of in my days. Yes, but but I did say that you know that that Dogecoin it hit pretty well. That your buddy it did. Elon. Did, he, did he cash off at the right time before I, I, before Elon went on Saturday Night Live and said it was all a racket? No, I and took cashed, a dive. I cashed a smidge out. I've still got a lot. My, it's a long term game for me. No, but hope it takes a hope. Hopes it takes a bump. Mine's a a, a slow ten thousand, not a fast hundred dollar bill. That, that Elon's kind of an odd duck. He even said that. I mean, he's, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. He's he's a, he's an interesting guy. He's got a lot of things, a lot of credibility behind him. I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, besmirch the good name of Elon Musk, I guess. But yeah. just, uh, when he went on there, I, I think they said right when he said, it was some skit, I didn't watch it all, but they were having to try to explain what it was, the coin, and yeah, I don't know why I didn't see it, but then they said, so it's all just a big hustle, and he said yes. Well, And then I, it just tanked, apparently. I know what, when I'm ready to go on my spaceship travel, I can pay with my Dogecoin, and that's how I can get to the moon. That's how you can get to the moon. Well, if you can get past that Orion, uh, the old Orion belt, or uh, what was it? I See, I'm, I'm having strokes then. I wonder if you have to have your passport to go out of the, out, out of the, the world. I mean, as long as you come back to them. I know, that's a good question. <laughs> I know. Unless you get, yeah, if you didn't step out, I think you back right I don't have a passport yet. Oh, no, you don't? I've been out of the country, but this is, you know, 20 years ago, and you didn't have to have a passport. <laughs> they, they, Tijuana. They, didn't, they didn't care then. They, they didn't care way. Tijuana, and then we went on a, a cruise, but we left from Puerto Rico, so there was no, uh, you know, restrictions. But I, I, I wonder if you get a passport stamp. That would be cool. That that would I would resell that. Would you for well yeah maybe you can buy a little souvenir have a little a little <laughs> souvenir shop where you can buy all your merch and uh, you come back you put it on eBay. I wonder if you could like pick something up at the International Space Station. That's what I'm saying. They'll have a little gift shop. You'll you go you buy your T-shirt and a coffee mug and you will be floating around. You get your picture upside down. I mean, what that that'd be a pretty cool. You know, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to outer space. You know, not a lot of people can say that. Not a lot, but maybe here in the next uh, few years, that might all be changing, apparently. Better, it's becoming a thing to do. Hoard up on some more Dogecoin, so. Well, Adam, I, I, got, I got some stories for us coming back. I think I've lost my... I need to go, I need to go examine my life and see where I went wrong in this first segment. Are you inebriated? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I've done nothing to be inebriated, but maybe I'm... Maybe I'm just high on life. I know you've been having a lot of crazy stuff going on at work. I know you're uh, you're, you're busy. I got I, I got one week left myself. Okay. So well, next week will be good for both of us. Well, we'll have a, a power week next week. But like I said, uh, 
Can I get into something real fast? The floor is yours. Okay. Well, we had a couple questions about the Wednesday wisdom. I now I'll go into. I guess a little. This will be the long form. But um, for those of you who have dabbled into uh, you know selling things online outside of uh, eBay, you know. Well, the other interesting thing is to, like larger ticket items. Um, if you're getting into selling cars, like I know um, there was a certain. Uh, friend, I'm not going to give away a name. He might be uh, related to you. Has sold some things, some you know, some items, bigger ticket items. And keeps his mouth shut. He's good people. Yes. Uh, anyways, a, a lot of times it's like this super gray line. It, there really is about well, if I sell my own car, do I have to pay taxes on it? Well, not necessarily. But if you're in it for the business of selling cars, then yes, you do. And there's a certain limit and all these things and. Some of them are treated like a long-term capital gain, uh, you know, where you pay capital gains taxes. Others are treated like regular income, which means you have to pay self-employment income tax. It's a really weird accounting rules, especially with selling online. And the worst part is the government doesn't really know what to do. So it's kind of, you know, as you're talking to a professional, as, as you're either trying to figure it out yourself, you're welcome, like I said, there are some rules, but when you get into some of those fuzzy areas, it's kind of like, what's your best guess? And I know that sounds really dumb, but that's exactly how this part of the tax law is kind of set up, is, is what's your best guess on what I should be doing when I'm selling goods, um, especially online collecting sales tax. I mean, eBay has gotten a lot better. Um, the, the Nexus law that came out a few years ago really kind of put a kibosh on that. Um, do you remember when we were at the... A seller meetup a couple years ago, we had a couple that does some stuff on Amazon, mm -hmm. and they had to ship it to Pennsylvania, and because their goods were housed in a warehouse in Pennsylvania, they had to charge Pennsylvania state tax on that kind of stuff, and just weird, weird things like that that, you know, don't let them discourage you. I mean, all those things you can figure out, but um, where I was going with it is, is, like I said, selling these different items online the best thing you can do is keep track of it all. That's that's the most important thing because it's always after the fact. Oh yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it. But we, you know, we talk about it. Keep everything in one account, one credit card. That kind of gives you a better idea when you're selling these items online. Um, the other aspect is when we're talking about you know online sales for for stocks or any of those kind of things, like your Robinhood accounts, your Fidelity, um, you know, any of these E-Trade brokerages. All of those have a very detailed record of all of your transactions. And as much as it sounds like you have to pay taxes when you gain money and your losses can be offset, but only to the tune of $3,000. So it's really weird they have this, this loss restriction to where, let's just say that you bought, I don't know, eBay stock and it was a couple hundred dollars and then it tanked and went down to, you know, like 175 if you sell your stock, and let's just say you lost $10,000, you can only take a $3,000 loss per year. It's really, really weird. Why? I, I don't know why they do the things they do. You just have to know it. But if you have some other gains, they can offset that loss. So some people play games about you know not wanting to pay taxes, but then they lose money. I, I don't know. When I see these uh, 1099B forms for people, they can get really, really tricky because some people are day traders. We've got friends that are on there every day and selling. I'm like, I, I, that's not my game. 
can't can't do it. Uh, I I like to hold some things. And we got friends that have gambling problems, as well. Well, I wouldn't say problems. I'd say more like interests. They're only problems if you know if they're sleeping on the couch, which I heard that might be fantastic. And only a problem if I lose. Yes, I mean, and you don't lose unless you sell. Um, but but all of those those like twenty one's going to hit sooner or later. It's mathematically uh, improbable for it not to. It, it will. So anytime they said you have these brokerage accounts, make sure that you know. I had a lot of people that we've done new stuff for and. I mean, I was one of them. I jumped on the bandwagon. Our, our buddy Gerb's been trying to get me for years, and I finally listened and, and made some money on there. Well, I think with the pandemic and everything, people were just kind of bored and thought, what can I do? And I think Robin Hood uh, was that sweet spot for a lot yes, of people. It, it was, and you know, then there's rumors of them trying to get everything lined up to where they can go pub- be publicly traded. So um, just know that when you're doing things online, the more and more... Anytime you have to put in a social security number, that means the government's going to know what's happening. So just keep that in mind. So next time you go to put in your social security number, think about where that's really going and should I be doing this? Because there are instances, if you you do have a, a legitimate business and you have an EIN number, you want to put it in the EIN number, otherwise it becomes just, just crazy trying to get it fixed. I mean, you, you say this, but back when that uh, prince was handing out all that money, you told me the same thing. Now look at who got the checks and who did it. I, I know, but aren't you still under investigation for those checks? Well, they didn't bounce, or they didn't, they didn't clear because uh, he was trying to put the money in there, but you know, the government where he's at is so corrupt that it was there. Now I just have to send him $25,000, and he'll reissue it. And he'll give it back. Yes. That's that's right. I, I know how the guy... And he's got my credit card, or my uh, social security number now, so it makes it easier for him to get in touch with my bank. Okay, well, when that happens, make sure you give me the form, because there's also this thing called casualty theft and loss. When you lose your uh, shirt, because you got swindled from, from uh, that's, Uncle... That's not so casual. <laughs> Uncle whoever in, in whatever uh, country overseas. Papua New Guinea. <laughs> hey, don't be giving Papua New Guinea bad... Uh, I'm not. Bad You're the one saying I'm going to get swindled from them. I'm doing business with them. <laughs> business with them. I've been lying with royalty in Papua New Guinea. You have been lying with royalty over there. So that's just kind of one of those things, like I said, just keep track of what you're doing. I know it sounds like pretty elementary, but a lot of times we get kind of caught up in it. That's the secret there, is keep it, keep it simple. The kiss, keep it simple, stupid, right? That is, I know a lot about that, so. Well, D-Ray, let's uh, catch a break, get you uh, uninebriated, pull you back in, get you a little jolt, and maybe a little uh, go-go juice, and we'll uh, go from there. Adam, our friends over at Cellhound have outdone themselves. They're giving the Death Piles and Taxes listeners an opportunity of a lifetime. They're, they're going to help us make some money, get rid of that death pile, get your items listed because you can't sell out of an empty wagon. Man, so all that you got, kill that death pile. When you go over to sell hound, use promo code, capital letters, death piles 25 to save 25% off of their service. And, and get out there and start making some money. There, there's a reason we call this the Death Piles and Taxes podcast. Why do we call it that, Adam? Because for the rest of your life, and even the year that you die, you have to file your taxes. Well, I got a guy that does that for me. That's right, because here at Adam Up Accounting, that's what we do. We take care of taxes. We're very familiar with online retailers. 
even if you're listening because you enjoy the sultry sounds of Derek Everett, we will take care of your taxes. Check us out online, adamupaccounting.com. The social medias, we will help make sure that you file your taxes timely and enjoy the process. Whoa! Oh! You all right, Adam? You okay? That almost caused a problem there. Woo! Death piles and taxes. Derek DeRoy Everett and Adam Diamond Hands Beasley. Oh, Diamond Hands. Got me a little uh, liquid uh, refreshment. I, I'm feeling better about life, Adam. I got, I got to tell you a story. You got to tell me a story. Well, you you uh, you have the floor, as you, you had said in the past. See, wet's the old whistle right there. Well, you may have noticed the first of the show. I just I just wasn't. I, I don't. I was in some sort of an altered state. It seemed like you were in a fog. I was driving here. This is a 100% true story. 100% true story. 90% of our stories on here are 100% true. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we might, you know, tweak it a little here and there for excitement value, but most of it's based on, it's based, you know how a movie's based on a true story, like Rudy, that didn't happen at all, but kind of did? Yes. Well, most of our podcasts are based on a true story, except for the eBay numbers and things that we actually sell. Any story that we tell about our lives kind of embellished probably here or there, for, for better or worse. Well, this is true. Okay. So I'm, I'm driving, and uh, there's a high school on the way, and I'm passing the high school, and I'm kind of slowing down, and the kid just, like, takes oh. off in the road. And I'm like, so I see him enough, and I've been training, so I'm looking ahead, I'm doing all my proper things. So I start slowing down, which I should, and I think, oh, he's just going to run across the road, and I'm still slowing down or whatever. Kid stops in the middle of the road and does, like, you know when you, uh, like, touch the, what when you're doing, uh, in, ladders in, in sports, a ladder. That was a long time ago. But you remember when he'd like just stop like, in the middle and touch like, and, and run back, touch back, whatever. He does that. I think he picks up something, but he stops and and then runs. And I'm just like, huh. Well, that could went really bad. <laughs> so I think the whole way coming in here, I was just thinking I could have just ran over that kid. That would have been awful. That would have ruined my life. Would have ruined his life. And uh, it has nothing to do with reselling at all. But it kind of put me in a fog of like. Huh. Altered your state of mind. Well, you know, sometimes you might be looking down at your phone, which you're not supposed to do. You might be texting. You might be trying to do something, talking on your phone. That could have went real bad. Now, I do my best not to do any of those things, and I'm glad that I don't now. I was paying attention and stuff. But anyway, I didn't want to call up Adam and say, hey, can't do the podcast. Cops and ambulance are on their way. Talk to you later. And then so, I'll be like, what in the world happened? So anyway, that might have been why I was in my little funk earlier. Can't kind of work through it, but uh, it's getting to be summer out there. If you have kids, tell them not to run in the road. I mean, I, I think that's pretty common stuff, but like... It's not. You still have to say it. Or like, if you're going to just finish, complete it. Yes. Like, get out there, wait till there's no car. Not even wait till there's no cars. Like, whatever he was picking up, probably not worth it. Be cautiously uh, uh, whatever else is going around you. Now, the other day, Adam, I need to get into this. I uh, took some of my own advice. So last week, great. I talked about this chlorine shortage. Oh, yes. And uh, I've been holding on to it for about a month uh, from when I heard the news. And I didn't think I was going to be able to get to it because I was, I was just busy, like we've been talking about. Busy. And I want to share it with our people. Um, apparently, I didn't give a heads up to people that have hot tubs that I know. Jeez. Because I didn't know that I knew people with hot tubs because I never got invited to, to sit in them. They never. I, did you get invited? I don't want to go sit in the hot tub with those guys. Well, Adam's a little hoity-toity, but I'm, I'm not too good to sit in the hot tub with some gentlemen. You know, once I I, I have to tell the story, or else my, when my dad comes in, he'll tell it anyways. And uh, I, we were down on vacation with the family, and there was a hot tub that was full down at uh, 
this in southern Utah doesn't matter because only a few people would know what it was. But anyways, it was like a Hilton or something like that. And my whole family, we're going down for like a family vacation to go do something, like a standard family. And it was one of those days, and there's like 20 people in this hot tub, right? Like, it's, it's packed full. There probably should only be 15. It's like, you know, when you when you have uh, 10 pounds of... Uh, of uh, Don't even say it. No, no, just, ten, just move on. Yeah, 10 pounds in the five-pound bag. And I'm going to get in there because I'm like, well, I'm getting in there too if everyone else is in here. So I'm, I'm going to step down, and I think there's a step, but there's so many people in there, they're not really moving. And so... I, I don't I don't see the step and I kind of miss it and I just go I go uh, over tea kettle since we're a family friendly show here top over tea kettle in, in my state and I, I splash in the middle of this and there's people just like moving around in the hot tub and and like kind of getting up but not really helping me up because they don't want to so I get up and I thought there'd be a little spot for me to sit by I don't remember it was my wife or my or my parents I know my parents were in the hot tub so I kind of stand up and I'm like oh. Something just ain't right right now. Something no. just does not feel right right now. No. I had split my shorts. I had split my drawers getting into the hot tub that's full of people, and now I don't have a spot to sit. Which is a good thing to stay in the water. Which is a good thing to stay in the water, but if I get out, there's kids and things around, oh, and I can't be going to jail for this, Adam. You know, I mean, I'm like, how do I get out of this? So what I ended up doing is, I, as I told my wife, I said, can you go, go get me a towel? You know, go get me a towel. She's like, why? I'm like, just uh, split my shorts. Split my shorts. And like, there's a few people that are like, you okay, son? You all right? I'm like, yeah, just a little concussed. But, you know, nothing hurt bruised much but my pride. And my dad's just like, I don't know who your parents should raise you better. I don't know who. who's The problem is you're a spitting image. It's like he, he denies. He, I know, but he did not. Like, when things like that happen, my dad's like the first to be like, I don't know who your parents are, but they probably should have done a little better job around, you know, your, your developmental years. Who get in the hot? You can see it was full of people. Why would you be getting in here? Like, weren't you raised better than that? And, and my mom was, you know, she's just quiet, just like, oh, Derek, we, we love you. But, I mean, you know, it was, you, you could use the steps. You are the special kid in the family, right? Yeah, pretty much. And so I, and my wife goes and gets me a towel, so I pretty much just put a towel around me in the hot tub, and I get out of the hot tub, and I run to my room, and I didn't have a backup pair, I don't think. Well, I mean, no, it was pretty good. I mean, if you feel the breeze and there's people around, you can move a little faster than you'd think, especially a guy in uh, my state at the time. And this was a few years back. I, I, I scuffled anyways. If anything, I shuffled pretty fast to my room, and uh, I, I, uh, I, you know, got dressed, and I don't think I had a backup pair, and so I think I might have just came down and hung out later. I don't know. Anyways, point of the story is, I'd get in the hot tub with about anyone, and that, that's why. <laughs> Going back to chlorine. And so... We derailed the Well, no, chlorine. you said you wouldn't get in the hot tub with our friends, and I said I'd be more than happy to if we were invited, which is a lie, because I'm just trying to rile him up, because he invites us all the time, and we never go to his house. That's true. And he offers us good food and things, and we just don't ever make it. And so I was just trying to rile him up a little bit, because hopefully that's fun. Hopefully that's fun to do if you have friends, and you have a podcast, and you can make little inside jokes like that. To them, you ruffle some feathers a little bit. It's all good. Go start your own podcast, and you have your own inside jokes too. It's great. Yeah, it's it's great for everyone. It's great pod. The numbers go up when we talk. <laughs> the numbers. The more I talk about Central Utah and, and uh, inside jokes, the higher our numbers go. It's a true statement. But point of the story is, chlorine is uh, hard to get this year. I, I, I broke the news last week, and I wasn't going to get any because I was too busy. And um, well, yesterday I got home, and I'm just like, I can't. I can't do, I can't, there's money sitting on shelves, 
And you know me, the same with the lids. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I got to at least go and try because um, I don't want to be here in three or four months and have this stuff go for hundreds of dollars and me be no, saying, oh, I should have done it, but I was too lazy or I thought I was too busy. So after dinner, I said to, to Holly, I said, well, you want to go with me for a ride or you got some stuff you'd rather do? And um, she usually does, but she had some, some stuff she was doing. And I said, well, here's my route, and it should take me a couple hours, right? And I thought, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I hit gold because, again, in central Utah, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of tubs, and there's not a whole lot of uh, pools, especially right now. It's just getting to be warm, yeah. and I'm, I'm looking to sell to the bigger markets. But the first place I went was that little hardware store by our house. Oh, yeah. Um, not, the, not the Ace, the new Ace, yeah, but the, other one. the little one, because I like to go everywhere that might have it. And so I'm talking to some people a little bit. I'm like, hey, you guys got any chlorine? Because they eventually they come around and ask what you're looking for. And oh, yeah. Chlorine tablets. And the, the guy goes, he says, well, there's going to be a shortage on that this year. And I said, oh, is there really? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, apparently uh, we can't order that in. But uh, we might have a little bit. But yeah, you, uh, you're going to want to get that now because you're not going to be able to get it later. Yeah, I, so I, I said, I said, well, that, I'll be, I'll be that something then. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to No crap, that's what I'm buying to resell it. I'm going <laughs> to jack your prices and go. And so the lady takes me over and they just had like the, the pH reading kits or something. Yeah. She's like, oh, we can try to order some in for you, but it's going to be tough. And I thought, well, and the price is going to be up. So I said, nah, it's all right. And uh, anyways, I hit three or four other stores, hit the mother load. Ooh, and I did the scan thing because I don't know. I mean, I'm not buying them yeah. on the usual, on the reg. So I thought, well, I need to make sure I'm getting the right kind or the right size because they have like one inch, three inch, five inch, 50 pound, 20 pounds. Well, they didn't have 50 pounds, but different. So I just started doing my scans, looked at solds, threw them in the cart. I probably spent, you know, at least four, uh, four uh, Benjamin Franklins yesterday on, on pool supplies. That's actually, you go and you, they say, where are you looking for? And I said, well, now that I know, I'm looking for your pool supply section. <laughs> and they it's just right down there on the left. And you go in there and... I, uh, if you're looking for some easy money, and I know a lot of you are, if you're looking for that fast nickel that we just talked about not doing earlier with, with sports <laughs> cards, I think chlorine now is, is the time. Now's the time. Get on it now. Um, again, we're coming out of COVID. If, if anyone's under a rock and doesn't know this, people are going to want to have social gatherings. They're going to want to have get-togethers. Uh, the Bellagio Fountain's going to need to be not green <laughs> when people come and look at it. Um, Swimming uh, lessons are going to be starting. I mean, there's just a lot, a lot, a lot. People are, are putting in pools. It's going to get hot. So uh point of the story is the chlorine factory burnt down in Louisiana a few months back, and it's just not happening this year. So uh, it's a big bolo. It's a good bolo. Uh, I went to this store just right across the street here from you, so when it sells, I can say I walked, uh, Adam could have walked and got this, but I did it myself. And... Uh, Hopefully, I make a few hundred dollars off of it. So I motivated myself by listening to my own podcast, and, and I, I got off my uh, my uh, back uh, rear end and did something about it. Well, that, that's that's exactly what we had. Well, on the break, uh, we had your buddy Garth on the radio with us. He doesn't follow me. I don't know if he's on social medias or not, but uh, he's he's Adams Adams uh, Bend, Oklahoma. You've been to his house, haven't you? I have been to his uh, his his residence. Um, I even left him a uh, uh, something from the ecclesiastical uh, vacation that I was on. Left him uh, some some uh, reading material there. So not sure how, what uh, whatever came of it, but uh, uh, I think we're all pretty sure what came of it. But <laughs> go ahead. So uh, he's uh, he's coming here to Salt Lake. He, one of those big things. I know Derek's had a lot of good experience, bad experience with buying and selling tickets. Um, concert tickets, uh, sports tickets. 
one of those things he doesn't really like to do because it has that that hard hard deadline. Unless you're Adam buying tickets after the fact, which the Garth Brooks resale market isn't so good. Unless you, I mean, it, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a tough like because there is that drop dead date. You, you got to be, uh, you know, there is some big potential. I mean, it's high risk, high reward. Uh, Derek made quite a few uh, Benjamins from uh, Taylor Swift. That uh, was one of his. Uh, his home runs, right? We'll go with it. Well, it wasn't in one of those... It was, it was Katy Perry. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they were in a feud at the time, Adam. I was Team Katy at the time, although secretly I've always been a Swifty, but go ahead. I, just, I never... Some of the... I mean, he sold person. The guy has made money selling purses. Like, if there's a way to make a buck, D-Roy will figure out... Uh, I, I got no shame. Between, it was a great concert. Between... Uh, I was living a teenage dream. Mbop Hanson Brothers selling chlorine and uh, purses. He will make a dollar. I also got stuck with front row tickets to Guns N' Roses and lost money on it. And by you mean got stuck, you saw Fat Axel in, in perfect form 30% of the time, and that was well worth it. Well, no, I mean, I had four tickets I, I know. and two people. I understand. And you wanted me to go with you and all your friends. Well, I, I would have saved you a lot of money if you would have. Well, had I not had those tickets, I was trying to pawn off and... Hey. I, I took a loss on them. I still have that. Uh, I still have the ticket to that concert in my wallet. So when I need to make a decision, <laughs> I pull it out. I, I can you not? I'll show you right now if you want. Oh, I'd love to see. I, That's I, a reminder. I pull it out when I make a decision, and it reminds me that sometimes I can get burned. So just right here, some it doesn't. You don't always win. Oh, there you go. Right there. Perfect. Per- he does have that ticket. I can vouch for it. Sitting right there. That was a. a a big L on the, uh, the the wallet book there, but you can't, you can't. The one thing you can't always have winners. You don't always win. It's just I was making fun and, and saying that we had some friends that like to gamble a little earlier had been gambling problems. <laughs> and Derek does too. Oh, I love it. But here's the thing. Here's how you know if somebody has a gambling real problem or gambling issue. If you ever meet a gambler and ask them how they're doing, if they say I'm about even, they're down probably twenty to fifty percent. If they just broke even, they're still there. Uh, they, they never lose. There's a lot of people that just never lose, and that's fine, but it's not true. Well, it's not even fine. Maybe you have a problem. If you have a problem, go get help. But a lot of times you just, and if you win and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm up $500, it's like, well, you're probably back to even some of those people. I tend to have some pretty good luck, but I also lose, and that's the same with the reselling game. You might find something that you're like, man, this is a, you know, this is a easy shoe or something. This can't lose. This is $500, and for whatever reason, you bought the wrong pair, it's a factory defect or whatever, and you're just like, oh, no one wants this. Like, our boy Painter was talking about his, his Ric Flair uh, card that he has. He has one that's off-centered, so it's a PSA 9, but it says OC on it, so it's off-centered. I think he sold that two or three times, and that's right. then somebody sees it, and it's off-centered. It's like, if this card didn't have that d- defect on it, which isn't that big of a deal, but it's a big enough deal for these people that don't want it. That I mean, it would go for thousands of dollars, but because of that, you know, so you don't always win. Yeah, there's there's opportunities to lose out there, but here's the best part: uh, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. And you got to do your research, right? And like, I mean, you're not always going to bat a hundred or a thousand or whatever it is. Uh, a thousand, you might bat a hundred. Yes, but you're not going to get the Hall of Fame on a hundred. No. But if you can just get base hits, yes. and I mean, what, 300 will get you? Will that get you in the Hall of Fame? Well, that's not bad. Yeah. And uh, 300 get you to Disneyland? Oh, yeah, 300 gets me to Disneyland. So, I mean, take some swings, and especially if you're not investing a whole lot, 
Well, you're not really out a whole lot. You can always re-donate, and you can resell, and you can have a yard sale and clear house. So. Well, and like I said, we, you know, we talked about when we, when we really get going. I mean, we took a lot of those funds that we would spend on other activities, like, you know, going to the movie or, you know, going to an amusement park or something, and we put it into reselling, and we've been able to have a good time and make, make our money back. So. And, it, and it is. I mean, if you don't, here's the thing. A lot of people say, I know, Brian, and you were kind of the same way. It's like, oh, I kind of. You know, you go to the thrift store and you kind of feel dirty. You kind of don't like going through it. Or it's kind of that, you know, you feel like maybe this is not, this should be going to the needy, not to me. But you really just donate money to a cause. But anyways, uh, if you don't enjoy going, like, you like going to movies and stuff, this is live theater. You go and you just watch people. You just go and watch people. You push your kids around and then when you get in the car, you're like, did you see that kid? That You know, whatever. Like, you're lucky to have me as a parent. You're lucky to... You know, do you think his parents love him as much as I love you? Like, I don't know, you killed him a little bit. Or you're just like, man, I mean, it's that whole Jeff Foxworthy at the county fair bit. Uh, Remember that? Uh, the state fair, and he's like somebody, you know, that lady has kids. It's that whole thing, but you can go and do it at the thrift store. Now, you shouldn't be making fun of people, and you shouldn't be making fun of people that have disa- dis- disabled or anything like that. I'm not, I'm the disabled one, if we go back to the first of the show. But you can go there, and you can have some good people watching, and you can make money while you're doing it. Or you see the people that are kind of like you reselling. And, like, if you want to have fun with me, if I'm there, you just go, I'm looking at shirts, you go on the rack by me and start going through shirts and start pulling them. I'm like, what did he get? What did I miss? That was mine. I was in, you know, so you can mess with resellers and stuff. Of like, just go a little ahead of them and start just taking things off the shelf and, like, kind of looking at your phone, putting your cart, pushing around. It's been a while. We need to go hit the, the trifecta up and wait. I'm just saying there's, there's some fun to be had yes. and there's some entertainment to be had. And you can teach your kids valuable lessons, not only about, like, well, I'm just kidding about, you know, that they can, you know, well, that kid has a lot harder life than you and stuff. I probably do that a little bit just to make them humble. But in reality, you can teach them, hey, we got this for 75 cents and we sold it for, you know, $25. Yes. And that's hard money to come by. And, and the value of working dollar, it beats sweeping some floors and, and stuff that we had to do as kids. I will I will tell you this because um, I, I just had a client. Kid's 21 years old. Well, he's 20 now. He just turned 21 this year. He sold over $108,000 of just random, like, flipping trucks, trailers, um, selling and buying and selling horses, training horses, going in and working at rodeos, like, just hustling, making money, all because, you know, he got involved at a young. You know, it's a lot easier. I mean, it's a, it's really it's not easy because it's all work, but it's much uh, more opportunity now because of the internet than what it was when we were in high school. Well, uh, I mean, think back to your, your first job, right, or, or some of your earlier jobs. K Seven Pizza. And I mean, that was kind of fun. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. But in the same, you probably weren't making a lot of money. Four dollars and seventy-five cents. The hours weren't that great. You did get to deliver to brothels, which is a fun story for you to tell even to this day. Yes. But really, it's like okay. Uh, or, or you know when you're you're doing those jobs that are just they're not it's not fun. You have that boss that's like you know just likes the power trip a little bit. And that's really he doesn't care. He's making a dollar more an hour than you, but he gets to tell you what to do. And he's assistant manager that you know dropped out of high school or whatever the case is. And he's been in your small hometown for way too long. And you know you know uh, I I don't know maybe it's getting a little personal, but you know you know three of his kids and you know who his wife was at the time and you know. Whoa. Way too much about his life, but he is tell you what to do because he's the boss, and, and it's good to learn work ethic and it's hard work. I think it's good to learn physical hard labor. Shout out to the subway and Nephi Utah. 
I didn't say any of that. And uh, <laughs> didn't say one bit of that. Matter of fact, shout out to them. More power to them. Anyway, <laughs> new sponsor of the show. <laughs> but but the point is, like, they can do that, and they, you might get $14, $20 an hour. You know, you make $7 an hour. It adds up slow. Or you teach your kids some of these resources, and they learn how to work for themselves. They learn how to be independent. They learn how to flip things. They learn how to gauge value in things. And they got enough money to go to the prom. They don't have to go to their uh, manager there at the yeah. sandwich shop and say, can I have it off? And they say, well, no, because somebody's got to work that night. And you're like, well, I'm going to quit. And they're like, well, okay, if that's what you want to do. And you're like, well, I need a job. And they're like, well, okay, if that's what you're going to do. I don't care. I, I got child support to pay or, or whatever. Derek, this is getting a little too personal for us today. <laughs> anyway, if you got child support pay, I'm just in one of those moods. I about hit a kid earlier today. I don't know if you heard that. I did hear that. I'm living, 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 living in the second half. <laughs> but point point of the story is... Uh, Teach your kid this, and if they want to go work somewhere else, that's fine, but they've already got the work value, and they got this installed in them. Yeah. And it's good to go work for other people and, and work around other people and learn other things, but if they have that in them, they'll always have that in them. And that's not something that, I mean, there's a, there's a phrase in sports or in basketball, it's like, hey, he's seven foot, you can't teach that. A four four forty, you can't teach that. If somebody has a work ethic growing up, by the time they get to be, you know, in their late teens, early 20s, talk to any person that's, like, in their 60s right now. They hate millennials because they're on their phone all the time. They don't work, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's kind of true, kind of not. But the point is, you can't teach that. And a lot of these people didn't have jobs growing up because their parents thought it would be important. This is Derek's opinion. They thought it would be important if they got good grades in school, went to college, got a good job. And they never learned how to how to work with people or how to interact with with, uh, you know, superiors or other people they're working with. They were always told they were better than people. You're special. You're smarter than people. So when they get put in the workplace and somebody's saying, you're not better than me, you got to go scrub that toilet because it needs to get scrubbed or you need to go do this or that, and they have a hard time or they don't know how to interact with other people because they're on their phone just looking at their social media. It's like, dude, you're here. you got a job to do. Um, you don't want your kid to end up like that. No. You, you, you don't. And you can't teach that, but you kind of can if you install it at an early age and teach them those skills. They'll be able to do whatever job, but they'll be able to hustle. They'll be able to provide if things get tough, if they get laid off, if the economy goes down, you can always resell, you can always find a niche. And if they get another job and they become something great, but the same, they'll be able to interact with people because you have to deal with angry customers. You have to deal with people that you're trying to haggle with. You have to have interactions that are uncomfortable. No, I only want to give you $10. You want 17 How am I going to make this happen? Because I need it because it's worth 35 So good things to teach in kids from a guy that has no kids, Adam. Well, you, you've been... Parenting lesson of the year. Happy Mother's Day to me. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you've definitely been involved in the community doing a lot of great things for, for people there. So, um, no, I, I mean, just knowing, you know, this kid's situation, like I said, it's, it's absolutely attainable for, for anyone who's listening to this podcast, whether it's it's a side hustle, whether it's your full-time, whether you're thinking about making it your full-time. I mean, I, you know, I've done accounting for years, and I, and I really love it. I'm, I'm really um, got a lot of experience. I'm good at it. And for me, I try to make it a four-month. The government keeps changing it. Now it's a five-and-a-half-month. I try focusing, um, you know, on my other uh, businesses, especially reselling. That's what my next goal is. That Derek and I have a project that we're working on that we're really excited about. Um, there's plenty of opportunity to make money. The internet has changed the world. Go out and, and use it. Go make some of that cash so that you can uh, spend it on shrimp. 
And Garth Brooks tickets going clear back. And, and Garth Brooks tickets. If so. you're into him, he's a good. He's a fun time. He's a good time, no matter what. Like I said, that's that's one of those concerts that you want to go to. Is is Garth Brooks? He's he's an entertainer. He's an entertainer extraordinaire. <laughs> and if you buy his tickets at a cheap enough price, here's something, Adam. I'm sure you probably saw this, but we have somebody that's trying to resell them in the Facebook marketplaces. That's where I was going. Oh, people are losing it. That's what I, I was going to go there, but I left it. Yeah, people were absolutely. They were asking seven hundred and fifty dollars for first lot pair of tickets, which is it's more than that. But now he had uh, every ticket was like the same price it was like ninety dollars yeah. or something. Didn't matter if you're front row or back row. Sold out an right. arena, arena that was pretty big, which is why I was nowhere near this. But like I said, it, it was one of those things, and they had some tickets, and it's it's a higher price. But who cares? Like just shut up and move on. Like that's the tickets. thing that drives me nuts, and I didn't jump in because I, I usually do. I don't have time, and I'm like. This isn't my battle this time. This one's not on me. But the point is, like, people hate scalpers. I get it. I hate when I have to go buy things off scalpers. But the thing is, they own the tickets. They bought the tickets. It's, as far as I'm concerned, unless there's a state or other laws where you live, it's their property. If they want to just tear them up and put them in a paper shredder and no one sits there, that's their prerogative. If they want to ask $10,000, like, maybe someday we'll pay it. Maybe they won't. That's their prerogative, right? Why is the whole community got to come in and, and shame people? Because people, people, uh, it's the crab syndrome. Everybody wants to pull them lower but, down in the bucket. But no one that. cares that Garth Brooks just made, what was it, 90 times 20,000? A lot. However much that is, no one cares that he just made a couple hundred thousand or, yes. or whatever off of selling tickets to people. No, and though we had to rent the area, blah, 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 blah. I get it. There's cost involved. But these people had to, on a smaller scale, invest their time and money to get the ticket. And uh, I don't know. It's worth whatever somebody will pay for it. So that being said, D-Roy, like I said, we got some good things coming this week. I am going to be in a great mood next week. We will be done with tax season. Um, get your taxes paid. I know I need to do that. So... D-Roy, there are two things in life that are for certain. Uh, death piles and taxes. Be right in front of you.